that uh, Florida Beer Blog. Dave uh, did a review on that. And, oh, the, uh, FB, it's on FBB? Twitter, yeah. Dave is the aficionado mm-hmm. of Beer Blog. He is. From Mallory Square in Key West to the Governor's Mansion in Tallahassee and all points beyond, you're listening to the Florida Beer Podcast, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com, your source for all things related to the craft beer community in the Sunshine State. And now your host, Dave Butler. Welcome to the Florida Beer Podcast, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com. This is your host and author, Dave, and it is festival time here in the state of Florida, which is pretty much every weekend anyways, but we've got a couple of festivals coming up very soon, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking to some representatives from a few of those festivals, getting some details on what you can expect if you are going to go. Now, on Saturday, May 18th, the city of Deerfield Beach is going to be holding their third annual Ocean Brews and Blues Festival. So we're going to learn a little bit about that. And this coming weekend, we actually have two. One is on Saturday, and that's going to be the first inaugural Craft Beer Fest in St. Augustine. Really excited about that one. But before that happens, on Friday the 10th is going to be the recurring and ever-popular Delray Beach Craft Beer Fest. So right now we're going to go to Leanne Griffiths with Old School Square in Delray Beach to learn a little bit more about this festival coming up in just a few days. Now is the time to kick back, relax, open up a cold Florida craft beer, and enjoy today's episode. Well, it's been... How long has the Delray Craft Beer Festival been going on for? This is the eighth year that we have been doing the Beer Fest. But we didn't really make our mark for the first couple of years because, you know, we had A, a total rain out, and B, a learning curve to go with it. So um, (laughs) we had a very strong fundraiser here at Old School Square called uh, Circle on the Square for many years. But it was one of those things that it ran its course and it kind of started to peter out. So they were looking for a new idea. And at the time, craft beer was novel. I mean, this was nine years ago, right? So it's, it was like this new and upcoming thing that nobody had really ever heard of. And, and these festivals were starting to pop up. So we had a guy who worked with us and he loved craft beer. And that was kind of the problem because he loved it so much that it wasn't very useful on the day of the actual event because he loved craft beer. So I got involved with it. And one of the things I loved from the very moment that I started working on this event was that the people that were in the beer industry at that time and still to this day, they're just a different breed of business people. You know, they're recognized, they're there to have fun. They are willing to embrace unconventional marketing. They're just, they're having a good time. And um, I just love the spirit and the energy around the whole concept. So, you know, I started off small. Um, We had a we had one distributor when we started. It was a one one person one distributor um, show, I guess. But then, as I started getting into it, and I started learning about the different distributors and how heavily these distributors mark not market but court the the brewers coming into the industry to try to get their representation and try to get their distributions, it 
it just developed for me that I kind of got to know the players. And so at one point I invited the distributor in and, um, and I said, well, I want this and this and this and this from your brand. And he said, well, what about these guys? I was like, ah, I knew these profiles just as well as the distributors because it was just so fun and interesting to meet all the different characters that came along with it. So year one, we totally got rained out. Year two, we ran out of beer. Year three, we actually ran out of beer, but it started to rain right at the end. So we kind of got, um, we got off the hook and that was the day I vowed I'm never running out of beer again. And the distributors have been great about working with us and, uh, you know, trying to solicit donations for us. Cause this one is a true fundraiser. There's lots of beer fests out there that are put on by radio stations or for-profit organizations. And those just feel different to me because this one is raising money for old school square. We had a lot of the community behind us and, uh, people would say, Oh, I can't come to your beer fest. I don't like beer. And then I always say to them, you just don't know the kind of beer that you do like. If you go out and we have a few beers, I guarantee you, you will become a beer fan. And, and I still believe in it to this day because I was a confirmed wino. So <laughs> made the switch. What can I say? Yeah, that's actually a really good way to think of beer and going to beer fest like that. And with, with Delray Craft Beer Fest, it doesn't feel like one of the big drunk festivals that you sometimes get in South Florida with beer festivals. It's really true. You know, we selected our day completely by happenstance. Uh, we are thrilled to host the Delray Beach Green Market every Saturday on our grounds. So when we were going to pick a day for our beer fest, we could never figure out how to load out the green market, load in and set up a beer fest. So we flirted with the idea of doing it on a Friday night. And it was immediately embraced, first of all, by the distributors, because pretty much every other beer fest is on a Saturday and they forfeit their weekend or half of their weekend. This way, they kind of had this fun culminating party to the end of the week, but they still had the weekend to themselves. And um, I think that it has affected our crowd too, because everybody's gone to work that day and then they come to the beer fest afterwards. They're not there to like get destroyed. You know, it's not just like, oh, let me find the highest percentage and just get messed up immediately. No. It's, um, it's more of a, a sipping fest and people are really trying it. And most people end up going out on the avenue afterwards. So they don't want to get themselves to a place where they're not going to enjoy the rest of their night. Let's put it that way. So we have a great crowd. And, and uh, even though we got to the Friday night by accident, it turns out that's been one of our biggest blessings, really. Yeah, the year that my wife and I went, she still says it's one of the best beer festivals that she's ever been to. And I completely agree with her. But that's pretty much what we did is we went to the beer festival and then we went out uh, and hung out on the avenue as well because it's all right there, which is great. Yes. You know, I, some of those beer fests are great, but you end up and you're like in a football field somewhere. You know, you're like the only way to get home is to literally walk to your car and drive away. The thing I like about us is we're right here on the abs. So people will either go to dinner and then come visit us. But more than likely they come here. We're sort of like their primer or whatever. Um, and there's so many dining options so that you really can go out. You can walk around, you can get an ice cream. Now with iPick here, you can go see a movie if you wanted. Um, you don't have to immediately get in your car, but honestly, most people just Uber down here now or the other one Lyft. I don't want to name drop. 
<laughs> now, what's interesting about your festival is that it's much more than just beer because you have a full bar, which is something that I've not really seen in too many other festivals as well. That is true. We do offer a cash bar because one of the things going into Beer Fest, I just ran into so many people that are like, oh, I don't like beer. Um, so we actually have, well, we'll always have ciders. And one thing that's coming on in the market really hard now is the hard water. So sparkling and flat hard water are both being presented this year at the Beer Fest. But we have our wine sponsor who, um, it's the wine that we pour at Old School Square. Uh, we take care of him all year long and he takes care of us for the Beer Fest. And that is the Wagner Family Wine um, Vineyards. And they, they produce Camus and Conundrum. So this is a really, really nice wine. This is not a headache wine at all. Um, so we pour wine, um, ciders, hard water. But we also know that sometimes people just, that if beer isn't their thing, we don't want them to feel excluded. Um, I never offer samples of spirits because I think that that's just asking for trouble. <laughs> Some of the beer fests, you know, have a bourbon booth or a vodka booth or something like that. And it's like, you're going to, I don't know, you're going to get your people there too quickly. Uh, that sometimes ends to a bad result. Jokingly now I've been saying, oh no, this is a beer fest. It's not a throw up fest. Okay. So, <laughs> and I say it like this, like years ago, we used to have, we let off an air horn and it would be our fireball fireball shots. Um, but you know, and it was funny, but not a lot of people drink that anymore, at least the crowd that's coming to this beer fest. So we kind of discontinued that over the year, but you can get other, um, other drinks if you're just not the biggest beer fan. Another thing that I find very interesting is because your festival has been around so long, you also invite up and coming home brewers or people that are just getting their places kind of started. And so there have been several people that have been at Delray Craft Beer Fest that are now open and running and killing Yes, it. absolutely. Um, Descarta, oh my gosh, they came to us when they just, like, I don't even know if they had a banner the first year. They were just so enthusiastic and so passionate about their beer, and now they have a location, and they can't even make it this year because they're so popular, I guess that's the way to put it. Um, Loggerhead Brewing, which eventually evolved into Nobo, started coming here mm -hmm. as home brewers and now i mean those guys are killing it they're doing so great it's and i i have a special place in my heart because those businesses were built from passion and 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 their drive because you know a lot of these guys they work full time and they're doing this at night or on the side and they're just trying to get it off the ground and i'm i've just i'm on their side so this year we do actually have four home brewers that will be here and uh, the Beer Fest picks up their insurance when they come here because, you know, everybody else is insured through their distributor. But I just feel so um, passionate about having them here. You can, you can taste some broken coat. Um, that's one of our home brewers. Gosh, I wish I had the list in front of me. Odd Breed used to be here. Artesian Ales used to be here. Um, and they've all just, like, grown up. It's so incredible. Um, you know who else is going to join us is the Hopaholics Brew Club in, from Boca. And, and they're fun. Okay. They just, they bring a big tent and they, everybody brings out their different sampling and talk about beer enthusiasts. We love them, but they, they come back every year and they've always got crazy concoctions, delicious ones too. So it's so tough for me because I have to do a lot of this pre-research, like pre, pre-gaming, I guess, for my own beer fest because I'm running the beer fest. So I can't really drink with everybody or try anything, which is a bummer, but, um, 
I'll just trust that everybody's uh -huh. having a good time. So I know it's all. <laughs> and you keep the number of people in the beer fest intentionally low. I remember being able to have nice long conversations with the brewers about who they were and what they were bringing and how they sort of honed their craft and their art. Yes, that is, that's true. Um, a, our site is compatible for a certain amount of people, but I have been in those beer fests when it's just, it's so crowded and so hot that it's just not enjoyable. And so one of the things we wanted to do was bring that tasting experience and put that at the forefront of our value system for this beer festival. Um, and so we limit the number. So we have landed on this model, which is that VIP hour that um, there's 500 people that are allowed into the footprint through that first one. You get a beautiful glass that you come in with. And those are the real beer enthusiasts. I guess they want to walk around and talk with everybody, but I'm always so surprised people tell me that they come in with the VIP and they think, Oh, I got to hit this tent, that tent. And then just this pleasant distraction happens. You have a conversation with somebody and you get wrapped up in it. And before you know it, it's seven 30 and <laughs> we're opening the doors to the masses. But um, yeah, we limit it at uh, 2000 people coming in. Uh, we sold out twice and uh, I'm looking at the storm clouds rolling in right now and shaking a little like, <laughs> Oh dear, what's going to happen with the weather, but we're rain or shine. Awesome. Um, so tell me a little bit more about Old School Square, because I know that's technically who you work for, and that is the beneficiary of the event as well. Absolutely. So Old School Square is a campus that has historic buildings on it that were the old schools of Delray, and we are located on one square block right in the middle of Delray Beach. Um, the school system actually abandoned these buildings in 1986, and the torch was picked up by Frances Bork, and she really, her goal was to save the buildings. And part of the stipulation of the school district handing these cities, these buildings over to the city of Delray Beach was that they be used for educational and nonprofit use. So this site has kind of been protected from, you know, developers and that kind of thing that look at this area. So when, back in the 90s, you know, I should say the 80s, when the big fashion was the mall, everybody went to the mall, right? Um, our little downtown here in Delray Beach was really quiet. It was actually only had a 30% occupancy rate. Most of the buildings were boarded up. And it was kind of scary, I, from what I hear, to drive down into Delray Beach. But um, right around the 90s, when they first opened the first renovated building on this campus, it started to turn the tide. The CRA came in and all these restaurants and um, fun little breakfast places started popping up in Delray and the change that has happened over the past 20 years is amazing. And I would love to give Old School Square some of that credit because they renovated the buildings, they beautified the yards, they started with some outdoor concerts, um, we always had the museum and so we have art classes, an interior theater, the exterior grounds and a museum. So we are, the buildings are owned by the city but it is run by the nonprofit called Old School Square. So Beer Fest actually is part of this initiative that we have because I think when we started, we had a lot of old old timers, old time Delray people that came here and lots of plays and musicals and things like that. But our demographic has shifted a lot on the avenue. It's just a different, different day. It's a different era. And the Beer Fest was sort of that first gesture to try to, try to grab that crowd that now really dominates the avenue. Um, and with, with more housing that's going on here and we get a lot more people in our walking community, it's just a whole, it's a whole different 
feel and a different vibe. So we've shifted our programming a little bit to respond to that demographic. And, uh, and the beer fest is just part of that. It's just a continuation of it, really. It's, it's, it's a fantastic facility, just really well done and very well kept up and a really a surprisingly sleepy up-and-coming section of Palm Beach County. I don't think a lot of people really give Delray the credit that it now rightfully deserves. Excellent. I love to hear that. Uh, so if people are interested, how much are tickets? Where can they go to get more information? Absolutely. Uh, the VIP ticket is $55, and that's the early entry, obviously. Got the beautiful cup. And um, when you buy, you, when you come into the beer fest with at the VIP hour, your cup comes filled with beer already. So we have uh, South Beach Brewing Company is actually uh, one of our gate sponsors. So you'll either get one of their particular two flavors. Or if you come in the other side, Shipyard is actually going to be pouring um, your VIP beer. And then during that time, often we'll, well, we have a special pizza delivery by Delivery Dudes that comes. We get 10 pies delivered right to the festival, which are free at that time. There's little bites that'll be offered to you through the VIP hour. And then at 7.30, income, like I said, the rest. And that's a $40 ticket to come in for unlimited samples for three hours. We have a DJ that's just going to play nice background music, something you can move to, drink beer to. And then at 9 o'clock, we have the Reese Brothers are coming on. And they're an up-and-coming band that are on tour right now with G-Love in this area. And I kind of just convinced them to come and play for us. Um, just good beer drinking music. Our number one sponsor is 1-800-CALL-LEE, who reminds you to drink responsibly. And don't doesn't Lee have a beer from Saltwater Brewery? Yes, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. It's actually a banana ale, which sounds maybe strange, but is absolutely delicious. And so Saltwater hooks him up at the beer fest. And so his ale is called the Sip and Fall Ale. And he will be serving it there at the beer fest as well. That's funny. So he will be there yes. to serve his beer. Yes. Well, he may not be really pouring fun. it for you, <laughs> but he is here and his tent is all revved up and going. Yeah, they're going to have some fun additions this year. And uh, we are a hard finish at 1030, I have to tell everybody, though. The music stops, the taps stop, but it's okay because you've got the avenue. You can go out and keep going on the part, you know, going with the party. Nice. And um, you can find, I know that the Craft Beer Festival is on Facebook. Where can you go for uh, information on social media? It is. So, yes, Facebook and Instagram, but dbcraftbeerfest.org is actually our website that we have. It's just a little more than just a landing page on the main website of Old School Square now. So you really can get good information there, and you can find out. Um, we love to have local food vendors. So I've had lots of different people that go to different breweries and stuff in the past, but this year I think our features are going to be the um, Tin Roof is going to come over and make quesadillas. And Guacago is going to be here to make your custom homemade guacamole right there on the site. We got, oh, the infamous garlic fries from the Garlic Festival. That guy is going to be here. <laughs> He's got to have French fries, right? And he also does jerk chicken in a cup that is amazing. It is so spicy. It'll burn your head off. But there's plenty of beer to do, you know, like get you back in the game. We're going to also have gourmet mac and cheese. And uh, for those of you that know Nani's, um, not of Nani's fame, the, the gourmet donuts, they're going to be here as well with some of their maple bacon donuts, stuff like that. Okay. I'm going to stop you right there because you're making me hungrier than I really need to be at this point. <laughs> I know. 
Yes. But thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Definitely to uh, check it out. Absolutely. I encourage everybody to come down. It's a fun night. Uh, I think my tagline this year has been come for the beer, stay for the app. St. Augustine, which is one of my favorite cities in the state of Florida, is starting to become quite the craft beer destination in and of itself. It's starting to look a lot like other cities such as Tallahassee or Naples or even Fort Lauderdale in being a place where craft beer is welcome and flourishing, but that people didn't truly expect it. And to that end, the four craft breweries in the city have partnered together to create the first St. Augustine Craft Beer Festival coming up on Saturday, May 11th. Uh, This is sort of being headed up by Courtney and Doug Murr, owners of Dog Rose Brewing, which is a fantastic new-ish place in the ancient city behind the Leitner Museum if you're familiar with the area and if you check on floridabeerblog.com you can read all about our first visit there. I spoke to Courtney about the event and where it's going to be located and its beneficiary and all sorts of great things that are happening in America's oldest city. Tell me a little bit about St. Augustine's first craft beer festival and how that got started. Um, so the St. Augustine uh, Ponte Vedra and Beaches Visitors Convention Bureau, I know that's a mouthful, BCB, yeah. <laughs> BCB for short is what we've been calling it. Um, they approached the four local breweries, so that's Dog Rose Brewing Company, Ancient City Brewing Company, The Bog Brewing Company, and Old, Old Coast Ales. Um, I guess back in, I don't know, end of November, early December. And they wanted to put something on in May. Um, and, and, you know, we're just wondering if, it, you know, a beer festival is something we were, you know, willing to, to take on. Um, they wanted it to happen, you know, May of 2019. So we were all a little bit uh, concerned about the... Um, you know, how quickly that would, you know, was approaching, but we felt like it was a great opportunity and, and just went for it. We didn't want to miss, you know, miss the chance. Excellent. And I guess I was a little surprised that it's going to take place at the Fountain of Youth, which I always thought was more of a tourist trap than anything else. Um, I know a lot of people kind of feel that way. And, and even a lot of the locals, when we talk about the venue, you know, they haven't been there in 20 years or, um, you know, it, it's such a beautiful space. We really feel lucky to have the opportunity to use it. We, we certainly looked at some other areas in town, you know, they have that events field um, where a lot of the festivals are done, different things. Um, we just wanted it to be, I don't know, different, unique, special. And the Fountain of Youth was, you know, willing to uh, let us use the space. Um, we really want to showcase St. Augustine and, you know, kind of all its little hidden gems. So, um, like I said, we really feel lucky to be able to use the space and share it with people because a lot of people don't necessarily know about it. They feel like you feel, you know. <laughs> um, now, the proceeds go to benefit 
the Lighthouse Museum. Can you tell me a little about how that connection got started and what the Lighthouse has to offer? Sure. So um, the Lighthouse obviously is a huge part of St. Augustine. Um, and we wanted to pick, um, you know, something that would stand out to people. I know a lot of people are like at the Lighthouse. They're not always aware of what... Um, what kind of programs they have, you know, it does certainly benefit um, the lighthouse and the maritime museum there as well. But in the summertime, they have a lot of um, uh, camps that they carry or that they host. Um, and a lot of the money will go towards, you know, underprivileged kids who maybe couldn't take part in those camps. Um, and so that kind of just, you know, spoke to all of us. It was something we agreed on. You know, we felt like the lighthouse was something everybody could, you know, get behind too. Um, so that's kind of where that came from. Awesome. Obviously the four breweries from St. Augustine are going to be there and being so close to Jacksonville, I'm assuming that Duval County will be very well represented. Who all will be at the event? Yeah. So I was just looking over, we just had a print in the folio weekly this, um, on Wednesday, yesterday, and we listed all the attending brewer, you know, breweries that are coming. There are of course, the four of us from St. Augustine and a few, um, from Jacksonville, but we really tried to spread out the invitations and this, they were all kind of handpicked. Um, we didn't like send out a mass email, you know, through the guild or anything. We, put a list together. Everybody had some recommendations, um, you know, that they wanted to invite. So we do have a couple, um, you know, coming from Orlando, Lakeland, Tallahassee, New Smyrna Beach. Um, we've got actually, we've got one coming from um, North Carolina. Oh, wow. Uh, so we we're kind of all over, you know, yes, Duval will be uh, certainly represented, but we really wanted to um, showcase some that you can't go to the store and get or maybe it's not in your you know your local uh bar um so yeah i'm, I'm uh, i couldn't be more pleased with the list of breweries I, I feel like there's some that are really coming from all over awesome uh and i had read somewhere that you and your husband doug wanted to make sure that it was a family friendly event as well yeah yeah we do you know saint augustine is extremely family oriented and you know so are breweries as well right so yeah we want i mean we just assumed that there would be families there or families that wanted to come so we wanted to offer you know some activities for them you know we do have access to the whole park um so there's plenty of room for kids and families to stretch out and run around we um we hired a face painter and then there will be a jumpy house as well so yeah, we just didn't want to, um, we didn't want to close it off to anybody. Excellent. Uh, since we've got you on the line, how is everything going at Dog Rose Brewing? It's going very well. We're at our, um, we're right up at a year and a half, um, you know, growing and moving forward. Um, we're in talks, you know, with a local distributor to start uh, distributing here in town. Um, so Doug and I couldn't be more excited about that. And, um, yeah, just, you know, just charging through, really. Is there any talk with talking to some of the, the tourist trains that come by about adding a stop at Dog Rose? <laughs> I, I would love to see that happen. 
I know you're not, you're not the only one. Um, Doug and I have been in San Augustine for tw- almost 20 years. And so we both moved here from Atlanta separately. Um, and I think one thing we really liked about St. Augustine is, is it was quiet and you can kind of walk into a bar and catch your neighbor or, you know, and it's grown over the years. You know, we've lost some of our, our spots over the years because of the tourists. And mm. when we found this building, you know, it was off the beaten path and there were, there were quite a few people who were hesitant about it, you know being back in Lincolnville and Doug and I felt really good about it. We knew that it would be a, a space for the locals to come. We felt good that, you know, beer people were going to find us, you know, we weren't concerned about that. So when it comes to the trolley, you know, probably not <laughs> um, <laughs> because we want to, you know, we want to keep it for our regulars and our locals, you know, the Lincolnville community really supports us. And I think they really appreciate that. Um, and, and we don't necessarily want to be a trolley stop, so. Gotcha. And for the listeners that have been to St. Augustine but don't know, Doug was the brewmaster and your system was the brewing system at A1A Aleworks for most of the 20 years that you were there, That's correct? correct? Yes, the family who originally um, started A1A, uh, that was the equipment they started. I'm trying to think of the year A1A opened, uh, maybe 90... 96 i think anyway but Mm -hmm. yes doug worked on that equipment for 16 years and um the uh the company that owned a1a aleworks were in some leasing negotiations with the landlord and they decided to close the brewery down and keep the restaurant interesting i feel like they kind of got rid of the best part i a lot of people would agree with you yeah i think they i think they lost a little bit of clientele you know um yeah so we went into a little bit of a panic mode you know like what are we gonna do next so uh, doug put some resumes out you know all over the country and um that's kind of what we thought was going to happen we we're going to have to uproot our family and move and then uh, you know, he got the idea to offer to buy the equipment, which we'd always wanted to open our own place, but new equipment was just so far out of reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this came together and it just, I don't know, just worked out, worked out beautifully, really. Excellent. Well, I'm definitely going to be stopping by the next time we are in St. Augustine. Yeah. Cannot wait Please to do. say hi have some more beers. Thank you so much for talking to us. I appreciate it. Dave, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That was really cool. Yeah. Once I'm there, I will let you know. I will connect you with the guy on tour brewing because I can't wait to see what happens from that. Yeah. And then, yeah, just um, just keep me in the loop. Yeah. Let me know when whenever anything is going on. Um, who organizes Lights of Earth? Knights of Pints. I thought that was Old Coast for some reason. It is. It's the four. It actually is the four. You know, we, okay. uh, we they all sit down and we kind of hash. I know the first year, um, I think it was, uh, you know, Bob really brought something to the to the table, but um, everybody works on that one together. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I would love to see if I can get a follow-up interview with you or Bob or anybody yeah. or ever. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love that. Yeah, once it's getting close to that, because I really want to feature that. And I know that some other people, not breweries, but other people have been trying to get a part of it. So. Yeah, no, that would be great. And and then this year, you know, 
one thing that Doug and I really had pushed for was that it be for charity. So um, this year, you know, a lot of the proceeds went to Keepers of the Coast. Um, okay. So that was something that was really important, and that will change as you know each year we'd like to pick we'd like to pick a different uh, beneficiary. Deerfield Beach is overshadowed quite a bit by the larger Fort Lauderdale to the south and even Boca Raton to the north. But it's getting a name for itself as being a great little destination. They've got a wonderful walking area on the beach, not too far from the water itself. And they use this area to do a lot of festivals. We've been there for art festivals, which have been really well done and a lot of fun. This year, they are doing their third annual Brews and Blues Beer Fest. It is going to be open for everybody, but obviously we'll get you tickets to do unlimited sampling for a lot of breweries in the Tri-County area, and even some national and international brands as well. So I spoke with Frank Baracek, who is a local marketer working with breweries such as Holy Mackerel, one of my favorites. And we spoke about the event, what it's going to be like, and he was even gracious enough to give you, dear listeners, an exclusive code for getting your tickets. Well, this is the third annual Correct. event. And was it started by the city of Deerfield? Yes. Beach? Okay, how did they come about doing this? They're just looking for more events to bring people to the beach to experience it. I mean, Deerfield is kind of uh, off the beaten path, I guess the best way of putting it, even though it's 10 minutes from downtown Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> so um, they're starting different signature events. So they're doing this. They have a few music festivals. So they're basically trying to become that new hub to uh, you know, bring people in. Um, and we had gone to an art festival that was right on, I guess, their beachside boardwalk some months ago. Is that kind of where the... Where Same area. It's going to be directly on the beach. Well, not on the sand, but boardwalk area. Mm-hmm. So the beach and the sand is going to be literally right in front of you. Which is not something you get a whole lot in. Not the down festivals. here. <laughs> Definitely not down here. There's Excellent. only one other beer festival on the beach, and that's the one in the Key West. Other than that, this is the only one um, in South Florida. So that's the nice thing about it. It is an open event, so anybody can walk in. But if you want a sample, then you have to get ID'd, pay for the wristband, get the cup, and you're good to go. So theoretically, families can come. Absolutely. It is family-friendly because it is on the beach. There's probably going to be about 40 to 45 different types of art vendors and craft vendors. Uh, A lot of food vendors as well. So they can come out and explore. It's completely free. Listen to the music, enjoy the sun. And um, if you do want to drink, as long as you're 21 and older, then uh, you get that wristband. That, that's actually really interesting. I didn't realize that there were the other vendors, and I am starting to see that in some beer festivals, and it's not just the beer um, really expanding that. How did that sort of discussion come about? Just to uh, for more community engagement. Um, bring in, you know, the local artists out there, the local craft vendors, just letting them come showcase their product, showcase what they do. They get an opportunity to sell to uh, the general public. 
And um, we're even going to have some live art out there this uh, year as well. Um, two guys from Miami are going to come in. They're going to do live murals. And um, then they're going to be raffling them off, of which, of course, the proceeds go back to the charity. And um, so, yeah, we're going to do some different things this year. Really awesome, actually. It's a lot more than I was expecting, which is great. Oh, yes. Um, and this is the third year that it's gone on. This correct? is the third year of the event. And trying to make this the biggest one of them all so far so i guess you got your computer in front of you who is coming oh my gosh <laughs> which is the important part so we got right now a lineup of about 40 different breweries of which i keep getting calls daily so uh this list may keep growing because we're expecting a massive turnout we got a little over 10,000 people following the event on facebook right now but um, a lot of them are locals. There are some nationals, like, um, you know, we got Bang & Banjo, which is local, Barrel of Monks, Biscayne. Anybody who's in the Tri-County area, mm -hmm. we most likely have them at the event. Um, just give you some large national ones, too, like Anchor Brewing. Um, yeah, Anchor's interesting. I've never really seen them at a beer festival down here. You've got Unibrew. Yeah, Unibrew, they're coming out. Um, Sapporo. Sapporo, but they want to bring their Sapporo black because they consider that more of a craft style beer. Mm -hmm. Even though Sapporo, um, you know, technically is not a craft beer, they want to uh, you know, bring us some different beers to have people try different things. I'm okay. I'm actually a big fan of Sapporo black. Yeah, <laughs> I, think it's a I haven't personally beer. tried it yet, so I'm actually excited to uh, to try it. Yeah, it's pretty good. So there's some other ones on here. This list that literally I haven't tried yet um, from Shiner Beer. Um, yeah, there's going to be even some pretty cool uh, homebrewers are going to be coming out as well. Misfits is going. Misfits going to be out yeah. there. Taylor Made's going to be out there. Black Clover, Descarga. Even though technically they're not a homebrewer, they're about to open their brewery. Yeah, same thing with uh, Robot Brewing. Robot, they, yeah, they have their place. Yeah. Um, Octave is going to be out there. So it's going to be a lot of different things. Um, that we're bringing to this festival that uh, will make it a little bit different than most. Awesome, yeah, I'm taking a look at the list. Yeasty Brews. Yeasty literally just opened up. They're open uh, now. They, yeah, they oh. like brand new. Like, the, yeah. they're in distribution right now. I don't know if the tap room actually opened up yet, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, they're one of the new, uh, new kids on the block, so I haven't tried their beers yet either, so I'm excited to do that. They have a watermelon one that's coming out in this. So, um... Mm -hmm. And you have uh, Florida Hops. Florida Hops. They're coming down from really? Orlando, yeah. Central Florida. They are bringing, hopefully they're going to be bringing hop plants as well. Mm -hmm. So that way they can showcase what the plants look like. But they're also bringing their own hop water. It's okay. like a sparkling water. They said super refreshing. It's made from hops, Florida Hops. And um, it is non-alcoholic, so literally anybody can come and sample it. Interesting. And uh, it's just going to be a different thing uh, for the festival, just to uh, hydrate. Just, just don't put the yeast in there, and don't, don't have any sugar in there. It's, it's and then you're good to go. Yeah, it's it's a pretty awesome lineup. Prosperity, Matthews, yeah. Nightlife. We got the uh, Combi Beer Bus going out there as well. So that's basically a Volkswagen that's. Essentially, has tap handles in it, <laughs> and they travel around and pour beer. That's funny. Yeah, uh, Weed Reaper will be out there. He's coming out with some pretty unique stuff. Um, yeah, he's yeah. We were just talking about him. He's got a he's got an interesting list of beers that he's playing with in his tap room right now. Oh yeah. Any idea what he's bringing, or is it just going to be? I a big really hope mark? he brings the uh, Pink Pussycat. 
What is that? It's he calls it a psychedelic IPA. <laughs> it is delicious. Like when I was there, he actually just was pulling it out of the tank, and I got to sample it, and it's just. It's an IPA, but it's really light, refreshing, and lots of flavor, and it's uh, definitely for a hot day on the beach, that would be ideal. That's exciting. It's, yeah, it's delicious. What kind of food trucks do you have coming in? Oh my gosh, I don't have the full list yet, but we're going to have every style of food out there, from Mexican food, um, actually, well, I do know El Guanaco and Viva Tokyo is going to be out there. Okay. Um, they're not a food truck, they're a restaurant, but they're going to have a tent set up selling burritos, tacos, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Legend Sports Bar and Tavern um, mm-hmm. is going to be out there as well. They're going to be in the VIP area doing samples. And um, Duvall and Bourbon, another new place that just opened up in Deerfield Beach, he's going to be in the VIP section as well doing uh, small buy samples. And then um, as far as like for food trucks and others, I mean, you're going to have everything from burgers to hot dogs to pizza to Greek to chicken, barbecue. Food's going to be basically... Whatever you like, it's going to be there. <laughs> we got plenty of room. It's, you know, the event's five or six blocks long. So it's, you got a long ways to walk around and explore everything. That sounds like a good long afternoon, which is great. Yeah. And the um, music is free. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, a lot of good local bands, I would assume. Got, got a lot of good local stuff down here, music-wise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, city did a good job with the lineup on the, um, the who's performing they actually just released a list which i can pull up and on that portable white tractor trailer stage that is thing correct. that most cities in south florida tend to absolutely tend to have. they roll it up they um they do really well with the sound system too one of the uh, performers actually called me and was just blown away by the sound system they're going to have out there good so um they're coming strong with uh keeping it keeping it going excellent um, while you're pulling that up, you mentioned VIP tickets. Yes. What is the VIP going to have? It gets you an hour early access. So you get to enter at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. and beat the crowd, really, before anything. And then also, there's going to be a big cover tent that you're going to have access to. So if you want to get out of the sun, you can go into the tent. And then within the tent, there will be, at least right now, three food vendors in there that will be doing small bite samplings. Like I said, you're going to have Viva Tokyo, Legends, and um, Duvall and Bourbon in there doing some sampling, and there might be a few others as well. We're just waiting for the final confirmation to right. um, so get some other food vendors in there. So basically, yeah, you get the early access perks and uh, you know, get some food to snack on. And the shade. <laughs> and the shade. And the shade. That's the biggest thing right there. Let's say we are on the beach. Gotta love it. Oh, yes. But I was really impressed with the location. Parking doesn't seem to be too terribly bad. We got plenty of parking. Yeah. Um, the event is in front of the main uh, beach parking lot. Okay. So you got the entire back of, in, of the parking lot opened up. Plenty of street parking. Um, you know, it is by the beach, so there is a lot of metered areas. Mm-hmm. And then um, surrounded by hotels as well. So I'm sure you can probably pull up to some of the hotels in ballet. <laughs> So um, always recommend, especially with a big event like this, um, Uber, Lyft, something of that nature. First of all, don't want anybody drinking and driving. Of course. But more importantly, also on top of that, you get dropped off, you're there, you enjoy the event, you get picked up, you leave. 
Um, there is other parking as well inside the cove where there's going to be a shuttle going from inside the cove to bring people to the beach as well. So okay. that way, if you don't want to go deal with the traffic by the beach, you take the shuttle and, um, you know, it is a free shuttle and it gets you from the cove to the beach. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, so we're taking a look at the list of bands and seeing that this is uh, Ocean Brews and Blues, I would assume that there's a good heavy tilt yes. towards blues musicians. Well, yes, but there's also going to be some other varieties of music as well. So they're going to really cater to the crowd. Right. Yeah, the um, big focus of it is going to be, you know, blue style music. So you have the um, D. Martin and Company, which is from 3 to 4.40 or 4.15. Mm -hmm. um, Adam Ulan and the Blues Risers, which is from 4.45 to 6. And then uh, the Joey Gilmore Band, which is from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Excellent. So literally, it's a full day of live music. Nice. And they're going to go nonstop and uh, yeah, do a good job with it. Cool. Um, Price-wise, how much are tickets? So the tickets are... $40 for general admission. Gets you in from 4 p.m. to 8. Sample as much as you want. Mm -hmm. The VIP is 60. That gets you from 3 to 8. So you can still sample as much as you want. You get the hour early access and you have access to the tent for the shade, but also the food vendors. Mm -hmm. um, so there. And we're also running some promo codes as well. So uh, we'll create one specifically for you to give all your listeners a discount. Excellent. Um, so we'll come up with one, uh, call it Florida Beer Blog will be the discount code. <laughs> so use the code Florida Beer Blog, all one word, and uh, we'll make that happen. Excellent. That's good to hear, and you heard it first. Um, and then, so 3 to 8 on the 18th. That is correct. So Saturday, the 18th. So literally, we are doing almost a two week countdown. So uh, super excited. Still have plenty of tickets available? VIP is almost sold out. General mission, we still got a good amount. But uh, within South Florida, everybody tends to buy their tickets last minute. So <laughs> That's what I've heard from other people as well. It drives us crazy, but it's what it is. Um, I can tell you that there are over 10,000 people following the event on Facebook. Nice. So the week of the event is when everything technically is going to sell out quickly. So I always urge everybody, if you want to come, lock in your tickets now because even though we don't have a capacity on the beach, mm -hmm. we do have a beer capacity. So uh, gotcha. we want to make sure that everybody has plenty of beer to sample, and um, you know, we're going to go strong from beginning to end. So locking in will guarantee that placement right there. Excellent. And obviously you mentioned that it's on Facebook. Where else can people go to find a little bit more information? And um, Tickets are being sold on Eventbrite, so you can just uh, search Ocean Brews and Blues, Deerfield Beach, and it'll pop up. Uh, we have an Instagram page as well, which is under Ocean Brews and Blues, but all the activity is on the Facebook event page. So it's Facebook, it's um, Ocean Brews and Blues as well, and that's where about 95% of all the activity is, where you'll see beer updates, contest updates, giveaways, um, yeah, the Facebook page is really active with just giving stuff away, discounts, and just engagement to let you know who's going to be out there, what's happening, live art. I mean, anything that's happening in the event is consistently updated a few times a week on the Facebook. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it, and I cannot wait to check this event out. Yeah, we're excited to have everyone out. And um, lock in your tickets today. There are actually some four-packs still available as well. We did release some four-packs at a discount. Excellent. So, um 
Use that code and it will go for anything that's on the site. Right, and that is another episode in the books. Thank you so much for listening to the Florida Beer Podcast powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com. Thank you so much to everybody for participating and extra special thank you for that discount code to the Deerfield Beach Ocean Brews and Blues event. I had no idea that was going to happen. Next week, we are going to be starting a special two-episode series in the Windy City of Chicago. Very excited for this just finished editing some of the interviews and it's got some great stuff and meeting some great people and I definitely got to drink a lot of great beer which always makes everything a lot better so you'll be able to hear those going up probably on Thursday and if you want to take a look at some of the pictures make sure to follow us on social media we're at FL Beer Blog on Facebook we are on social media Instagram and Twitter at Florida Beer Blog directly, or you can write us at FloridaBeerBlog at gmail.com. Our intro announcer is Jeff Brozovich, and today's music is coming courtesy of Scott Holmes. You can find these songs and more at ScottHolmesMusic.com. If you enjoyed listening to the episode, please subscribe, rate us, leave a review on your podcasting app of choice or on iTunes. Please just make sure that you get the word out. It really helps us grow and helps us reach more and more people with awesome news about Florida craft beer. We'll see you next week from Illinois. Thank you so much for listening. Drink Florida craft. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.